What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Casino, it is a beautiful Tuesday in January. How are you doing today? Doing pretty, pretty darn all right. That's all I got to say about that. We were going to record (laughs) yesterday, but you were very tired. So did you get Uh, some sleep? I mean, yeah, got a little bit of sleep. Um, About my average of sleep. The kid actually slept through the night. Um, Yeah, the other night, uh, Sunday night, going into Monday morning. Yeah, no, uh, I think she maybe got two and a half hours worth of sleep total. And she was just running around her room. Like anything we try to do to get her put down, no. Uh, I mean, the wife even went in there for a stint. Um, I didn't have to do anything to do Monday morning outside of probably do the podcast. Um, the wife had to actually go to work. So, you know, I went in there and suffered for the majority of the night, but she even went in to try to put her down and she didn't want to do it. Luckily, she slept through the night last night and I got somewhat of sleep. So, yeah, doing okay today. Doing okay today. Yeah, buddy. And uh, before we dive into a pretty damn good uh, NFL divisional round, I actually have something to plug Casino for once in our podcast life. Uh, if you go on Kickstarter and search Imagination, Imagine Nation number one, that is my comic that I wrote, hired an artist, put it all together. There's a bunch of different options and stuff you can buy on there. So yeah, go check it out. Head over to Kickstarter or uh, just go to my Instagram, which is William J.R. Wilson. And yeah, there's the link and everything for you there. So mine, mine still hasn't posted. Yours still hasn't posted. What? Uh, I, you know, donated, obviously. I, I'm really excited to read this comic. Been what three years in the making now, too? Uh, started in 2021, so a little less than two years, like a year and a half. Yeah. So I'm I'm crazy. I'm really excited, but um, I keep going to to the Kickstarter page, and it has not pushed through. So waiting, I'm waiting for it. I've spent it. I've gotten the emails, but I mean, um, dude, you're yeah, it's raising money pretty quick, man. Yeah, I stayed up. Uh, speaking of not sleeping at all, I literally slept for four hours last night. It would have been like three hours. So shout out to my wife. I know she listens. Uh, my number one supporter. My wife. I pointed to the sky like she's dead, but she's very much alive. And uh, <laughs> she uh, let me sleep in like an extra hour this morning, went to work early and took our son to school early with so i could sleep in so mvp award to her but we literally last night we watched et right because it was like the one night of the week uh where we get like family you know all the families together i don't have to work blah 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 blah. also uh et is fucking good et is really good phenomenal i feel like people now like just think of it as like a meme or you know like the et phone home and you don't really think about it rewatch it et that's a damn near perfect movie that movie's fucking good and so we watched et and then when the family went to sleep i was like all right now i gotta build this whole like kickstarter campaign and i thought it would take two hours it very much did not 
I started at 10 p.m., like almost on the dot, and without taking a break, without doing anything else but working on this thing, I finished at 3.30 a.m., just putting this entire thing together, writing everything out, like creating all the little pictures and stuff like that. It was a pain in the ass, but well worth it in the end, and yeah, it's doing pretty good, so go support it. Uh, even if you don't like comics and you just like this show, there's little buttons you can press on there where you don't even buy anything. You just basically give money. It's like one or two bucks. So yeah, you, yeah. I like that you have options for like literally a dollar and two dollars. Yeah, I think every I little think bit helps. You have it all the way up to like three dollars. Is yeah. So Kickstarter automatically, yeah. <laughs> it automatically puts like a one dollar like just support but don't get anything option. So then I was like, why not two or three dollars? You know, so it's one, two or three dollars. And then it gets to five dollars. And at five dollars is when you start getting stuff. So, yeah, check it out. It's going to be up for a month. So I'll probably plug it every episode. But I can't yeah. wait to get three hard copies with three different covers. That's going to be dope. Yeah, buddy. Different options, affordable options, different covers, T-shirts, you name it. But By the way, it didn't ask me for my T-shirt size. I know, because at the end, so I'll when just it tell does you it, now. <laughs> small, because uh, yeah. I'm gonna lose X. weight. Okay, well, I mean, you got thirty days. <laughs> you got thirty days, Casino. But uh, let's dive into. I think today we're on a little bit of a time crunch, so mm-hmm. we'll cover the divisional round games, maybe some other random NFL topics. Probably cover the rest of the sports on our next episode because we only have two games to talk about this 15 minutes yeah so we only got two games to talk about this weekend so obviously next show where we'll kind of break all that down but there's a lot of stories going on oh i know uh but coming out of division around just as a you know encapsulating the whole weekend kind of thing did it go how you thought it would no it didn't obviously you kicked my ass in the picks oh Huh, it's almost like I was segueing to that or something. I know exactly what you're doing. I'm just going to beat you to the punch, <laughs> asshole. So, <laughs> let's see. I don't know if you checked or not, Casino, but no, last you're, week... No, you're smoking me. You're smoking me. Last Gotta... week, Ugh. I went 5-1 and one on our playoff picks. You went a very respectable 3-3, three and three, right? Very respectable. Uh, my one, my two-year-old went 4-2. and two. So, you know, you're in third place right now. But <laughs> is it too late to is it too late to retract my donation to your Kickstarter? <laughs> it's our that money's already gone. It's already gone. It hasn't exited my account yet. I've been watching. I've been waiting for it. It hasn't. It hasn't posted. And uh I'm giving you shit, but we actually did finish both three and one this week. We finished both three and one. You both three and one? Yes, because we both picked the Eagles, we both picked the Chiefs. You pick the 49ers. I picked I the Cowboys. Picked the, I thought you picked the Bengals. I did pick the Bengals, but you picked the Bills. But I picked the Cowboys to beat the 49ers. Oh, all right. So we were the same on Eagles Chiefs. And then I thought the Cowboys would win. You picked the 49ers. I picked the Bengals. You picked the Bills. All right. So, so essentially, you're two games up on me. So what I have to do is literally go opposite of, <laughs> yeah. for, for yeah. the championship games. 
And well, and Super Bowl. So there's three games remaining. I'm two up on you. So there's still yeah. a chance where you are the comeback kid and pull this off. Okay. It can happen. It's it'll uh the what Minnesota Miracle has nothing on what this would be. It would be uh uh just a beautiful sight to behold. But before we start talking about the games individually, casino, uh how did you think the divisional games went? We obviously went three and one. So three of the four teams we picked won. Uh, is there any the, result here that was shocking to you? Well, there was, it was kind of two. Um, I thought that the score of the Eagles Giants game was going to be more of the score for the Chiefs Jaguars game. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people did. There was, so, I mean, well done for the Jags. I'm very happy for them. Um, man, did they, they played really, really well. Um, and yeah. I mean, yes, Patrick Mahomes went out, but the defense and the offense, like the, the game just was a fun game to watch. I actually enjoyed watching that game. Um, so I would say that. Uh, and then obviously, like I said, the Eagles Giants game, you, you knew it was going to be a blowout. I thought it was going to be a kept, little closer. I kept talking to like, because uh, at my work, there's a bunch of just degenerate gamblers and they know I watch sports because I always have it on. We obviously both work at bars. Do you so tell I them, always, do you, tell them that you, you, you know, just listen to the podcast. I do. But they're always seeing me watching sports. They're always seeing me talk about sports. Unlike on this podcast in person, it actually sounds like I know what I'm talking about. So when I'm talking to them in person, uh, we're discussing stuff and like we recorded the second part on saturday but on friday when i was at work everybody just kept being like oh giants by four giants by four like even if the eagles win the giants are going to keep it close and i was like did anybody watch the two games the eagles and giants played the first time wasn't even close like they absolutely wiped the floor with them and the second time the eagles were running like a first grade uh like comprehension of play calling and they dominated them the entire game it was like 19 to 6 with like seven minutes left and then they just went into prevent defense and offense like both times there was no chance for the giants i'm not even joking when me and my wife went to the eagles bar to watch this game the second the eagles scored their first because, uh, you know, obviously before every Eagles game, I'm always really nervous and like my stomach hurts and I'm overthinking everything, blah, blah, blah. The second the oh, Eagles. That's just your, that's just your, uh, um, yeah, that's my intolerance life. hitting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was eating Philly cheesesteaks with cheese, so it might have been a combination of both. But what is it? The first touchdown the Eagles scored, I was like, oh, they're going to win this game. There's no, like, they did it so easily. They went right down the field. And then they scored on the next like two possessions. And it was just like, oh yeah, this is, I would, I would be shocked if the Giants scored one touchdown and then they did score a touchdown. And I was shocked because the Eagles just did dominated it. But now, but like the, my coworkers weren't the only one. I'm like Friday, like all these sports shows were doing like their upset picks and what they think is going to happen in the divisional round. And everybody just kept being like, no. I, it's giants. I, I just thought it's giants. I just, I just thought it was going to be a little closer. I, I hadn't. Giants were not going to win that game. I just thought it was going to be a little closer. That's all. 
Yeah, I was, I, I honestly, I mean, obviously you're nervous going into any one and done situation, especially when it's your team, but I feel like this was the most confident I'd been in my team where, as we've seen throughout the season on this podcast, I was always really like hesitant to put my, you know, I sent you that meme where it's that, the, the porn star, what is it? Riley Reed, where, <laughs> you know, it's she like, it's always the thing where it's like, uh, something like, oh shit, you're going to make me. And then like, people always take out the last words and then somebody put her in an Eagles hat and then it says, believe. And that's how I've been the whole fucking season, right? The sec, the, the Vikings game, I was like, they're really fucking good. And then they rattled off all those victories in a row. And that, and was, then, a good, that was a good meme. Was, <laughs> yeah, it's before, a good that, meme. I was say, that was a good, that was a good meme. But the best one though is when uh, somebody dressed her up as a clown and said, oh my gosh, you're going to make me honk. <laughs> that was that was my favorite one of all time i mean yeah uh we need more memes on this show maybe just put them up flash them on the screen or whatever but maybe when we get an editor well, that's you uh, i mean i but i don't like editing so we just need to hire an editor and just be like put oh. a meme a different meme You're every one of seven our viewers minutes. very very happy because that's something that he suggested to me what hiring an editor yeah no this is the this is the podcast it's just two bros hanging out. That's talking, what, okay. So now you're just contradicting memes. yourself. You're just being an idiot now. Well, no, no. I don't want to edit. If we hired an editor, that would be fantastic. But I'm not going to do it. Uh, well, that's what but, he's saying is we should hire an editor. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could talk about that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But now that we know uh, that's good at editing. Huh? Maybe Hawk? Of, yeah, I mean, he's the only one. He knows how to Photoshop. That's all you need, right? Yeah, pretty much. But let's uh, <laughs> let's before we get into uh, the more specifics uh, of the games, let's just start diving in casino. Uh, we'll go game one. Uh, we'll just go game by game. First up is the now eliminated Jacksonville Jaguars went into Kansas City, hobbled Patrick Mahomes and still ended up losing 27 to 20. You talked about this game, Casino. I agree with you. This game was very Bobby, fun to watch. Thank you. Yes. And very much so. Uh, there was, man, there was a lot of missed opportunities for this Jaguars team that really felt like they were one, maybe two plays away from like tying this game up. And then you have a hobbled Patrick Mahomes who is just like, who knows what happens? I'm surprised they, the Jags defense wasn't more aggressive when Mahomes came back in and was clearly, you know, not 100%. I'm surprised they weren't just blitzing the ever-loving fuck out of them. But maybe you can't against this Kansas City team. So they thought, you know, big risk, big reward for the Chiefs kind of thing. But what was your takeaways from how close the Jags really were to, like, pulling this off? Oh, extremely close, but it comes down to the same thing that I keep reiterating, and we'll talk about it on the next couple games. You have to protect the football, and Jacksonville didn't. They had two turnovers. They had a fumble, and they had an interception. Almost everything else, and the crazy thing is uh, Chiefs had about 10 more minutes worth of possession time than the Jags, and it was still that close. The Jags played, I mean, total yards, they're only separated by 13 yards. Passing yards are separated by 13 yards. Rushing, they were exactly the same at 144 
yards per play. Jacksonville had 0.4 more. First downs were separated by three. Um, or yeah, third down efficiency almost identical. The the big the two big things that I see is Jacksonville had two sacks allowed. They had two sacks. They had the same amount of punts too. Same almost the same amount of penalty yards. It came down to protecting the football. Fumbles lost, interception thrown. If they protected the football, Jacksonville would have won that game. It comes down to protecting the football, and they did not protect the football. That's that's what you just you have to do it. You have to well, do it in the playoffs. It's also it. it's also I mean, crazy that it was like both almost of an these... identical team. It was almost yeah. an identical game outside of the two turnovers. Well, the weird thing that is also identical in this game is both of these teams are in the upper, you know, portion of the league in terms of run defense. Like Kansas City finished the year eighth. Jacksonville finished the year 12th. You know, the difference between those two is like seven yards. And both these teams felt like they were doing whatever they wanted on the ground. Like that is I mean, a crazy yards is, is, is not crazy. Cause you've seen single players do that, but 144 yards. What was impressive is they were doing it in key moments. Yeah. They well, needed- that's what I'm saying. Each team was letting the other one just run for like, it always felt like whenever a rush was successful, they got like, you're saying exactly what they needed from the run. Like, mm-hmm. right. It was just like, we need seven yards on this carry and they would get like seven yards and two inches. Like it would be, uh, it was an efficient, I trust, uh, obviously Andy Reed is probably the best coach left in the playoffs. I don't think either of us would disagree on that, but man, Doug Peterson with what he's done in one season with this Jacksonville Jaguars team, like people forget how shitty this team was with urban Meyer. And it's basically the same core of guys. And they almost went into Arrowhead and were a score away from tying the Kansas city chiefs. Like that's impressive as shit. Like, yeah. And so, something that was impre- so another thing with that was impressive is, you know, Patrick Mahomes got hurt there and then he went out. How about Chad Henney coming in? I mean, he went five for seven, uh, tw- only 23 yards, but he got the touchdown and you know, that, that gave Patrick Mahomes time to reevaluate, you know, go to the locker room, have his leg reevaluated and come back into the game. That was impressive. You needed him to step up right there because, I mean, you were in scoring, you know, in scoring range. You needed to do it, and he did it. It was awesome. Well, he – I can't remember. It Was it the year that Kansas City went to the Super Bowl and won it, or was it the year the Super the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl and lost it where he came in against, I believe, the Browns and did that, like, great fourth and one play where it was Henny and he, like – completed it to the guy falling down. I believe it was Kelsey completed it to Kelsey falling down for like three yards or whatever. But yeah, he's come into, it's always crazy how Chad Henney just seems to have really good moments in the playoffs against like some of the best teams in the league. It's kind of crazy that he, yeah, looks so comfortable in this offense, but yet he gets no. It's great. Yeah, he gets, like, no offers, I mean, to start on other teams, which this year we've just seen abysmal, abysmal quarterback play by second and third stringers. And then you have this guy who comes in on what most people, including myself, thinks is not a very good offense. It's just a very good, you know, 
group of coaches and obviously Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But after that, it's like, who does this team even have? And then he comes out and like for the brief window, he was out there. He like lit it up pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I just don't know why he doesn't get offers from other teams to be like, come over here. We got fucking Skylar Thompson. Like, why not? Um, Are are we going to talk about next week? This games, or we can save that for next episode. I mean, we can we can get more in depth next episode. But if you want to say something about next week's game, like, well, I mean, it's really more just about Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, you worry? Well, I mean, if I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I would panicking. I would be. Yeah, I would. uh, He's got a high ankle sprain, and every former player I've seen interviewed about Patrick Mahomes, all of them say the same shit, which is just like. A high ankle sprain is no fucking joke. Like that's a thing that you oh, it's can't one of really. The worst. Yeah, it's one of the worst injuries in sports for for anybody that has to use their legs. And again, he's one of those quarterbacks where he doesn't rush, but he's very active behind the pocket in the way he moves. So if yes. you even hinder that a little, like I don't even count what happened in the game after this injury because you're still on adrenaline you know they give you the whatever the fuck it is the magic like shot in the back that just makes it uh back meaning like you know in the clubhouse or in the blue tent or whatever that makes it so you can come out and like grit yourself through the end of the game allegedly (laughs) yeah but uh everybody said when you're in that moment the adrenaline's pumping Yeah, you don't feel the pain, and then all of a sudden it gets to like Tuesday or Wednesday, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like all that adrenaline's wore off, the medicine isn't helping anymore, and then it's like, "All right, you got to p- uh, I mean, play I've, in fucking three days." I've heard like that, and that injury is really time-consuming to come back from. Um, I've heard athletes say, and doctors, doctor, athlete, doctors. There we go. Say that <laughs> it's almost better to actually have a break um because then you know you're you 100 have to stay off of it you know they they boot it up this and that with a high ankle sprain there's really not much they can do for you like that's that's rough man that's rough but i would be panicking um yeah that, that's really all i wanted to talk about no i agree and, and apparently the news C- congrats on trevor lawrence for his season i we talk about it almost every podcast when, when they play his grit and his determination to just keep going is amazing. Kudos to him. And yeah, great, 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 uh, great job for the coach as well. You know, and you know what you've seen it firsthand though, because you had some Eagle teams that were just riddled with injury and yet he was still taking them to either the postseason or right on the brink of postseason. Yeah. I remember that one game, um, I, I went, I was at the, the Eagles bar with you. Um, and you were just telling me like, Oh yeah, this receiver, they picked up like last week, like off. Some, I think it was the giants park, game. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it was against the giants. Um, it was and the Travis Cowboys had to lose and got, uh, Cowboys had to lose. And then you guys had a win um, to yeah. go through. And I remember that because I actually had a few friends that I knew um, that were giants fans that were in the bar. And I was just like, you guys are fucking idiots. And I talked to him <laughs> after that game. And I was just like, he's like, yeah, why do you think I was at the table closest to the door? Because like, if anybody came after me, I was out the back door. And I was like, 
Uh, smart <laughs> yeah at the eagles bar i go to uh the only real fans they're hostile towards are like cowboys fans like cowboys yeah. fans come in but it's mostly because of the type of cowboys fans who come in where they don't try to do it low-key they try to get everybody's attention at the bar and like you know do the big like oh blah 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 not realizing that there are insane people in here who will like hurt you but when other <laughs> fan bases come in everybody just kind of like booze them and then you know they're laughing and joking around but yeah. and that's exactly what happened when i went there for this giants game there was a couple giants fans who were like fine and they were like joking around with people and stuff but there was this one fucking cowboys fan who was this like older lady who was just like standing in the middle of all the tables like dancing and cheering and stuff and saying uh how the cowboys were gonna win and yeah people were i mean like you should i don't know I mean, how you guys should have just been very hospitable and you know <laughs> just just got her a couple shots you know maybe something like you know flaming dr pepper or something and, <laughs> you know whatever happens happens well you know what the best thing that happened to her was what happened the next day so which was the cowboys 49ers game which we'll get to but we'll get to so let's move on to the next game well, last, my last thought yeah, on this say, game is what you're talking about with Doug Peterson is, I mean, uh, he doesn't, he obviously gets credit for bringing the first Super Bowl to the Eagles, but he doesn't get enough credit for, like, you look back on the roster of that team and, like, people talk about it being, like, stacked or whatever, and then it's just, like, it really wasn't, like, for it to be that high-powered of an offense and, like, to have Nick Foles, who has done absolutely nothing after that Super Bowl, go against Tom Brady, just throw for throw and put on one of the best, you know, NFL passing performances, maybe in the history of the NFL on the biggest stage of them all, like is impressive as all hell. But what he did that following season, which was, an injury riddled team or which actually was the next two seasons. Like the Eagles were just this injury ridden team. And like casino was saying, they would just hire guys. You'd never heard of uh, at like positions where they were at like fourth and fifth string. And then they somehow took both of those teams. One was almost in the NFC championship again. If Alshon Jeffries catches one pass in the saints game, and then the year after that, they were like five and seven and then won four in a row to get to nine and seven and were one dirty clowny hit away on Wentz from winning probably in Seattle. So, yeah, I just have nothing but love and respect for Doug Peterson. And I still think he's just one of the most underrated coaches ever. When you talk about best coaches in the NFL, his name never gets brought up. But, yeah, it should. Nice bow casino. Uh <laughs> <laughs> let's get that was the saturday afternoon game let's get to the saturday night game my philadelphia eagles win in philadelphia 38 to 7 against division rival the new york giants uh yeah again i think i've kind of said all i was gonna say on this game which is i was just shocked going into it how many people were just not looking at like what the Giants had done against the Eagles and only focusing on what the Giants had done against the Vikings, the two times they played them, which 
we talked about how teams are built. I've said this for uh, all three matchups. The Eagles are a team that is built to beat this Giants team. Just the way they are constructed, they have the best secondary maybe in the league, and the Giants have nobody, so you automatically right off the bat make the Giants one-dimensional, and then there's not one uh, like all pro or great, you know, offensive lineman who could block literally any of the Eagles D line. And, you know, they have one of the deepest benches in the league when it comes to the D line. So exactly what I thought would happen would happen, which is Daniel Jones was running for his life. He never had a chance to throw. And then the Eagles D line ate up the giants O line and the one question mark coming into this game was Jalen Hurts. Is How's he going to uh, be in a playoff game? Is his shoulder, blah, blah, blah. He goes 16 for 24, 154 yards, two touchdowns. He rushes nine yards or nine carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. He looked phenomenal. His first touchdown pass. A lot of people, uh, I've seen a lot of people like, oh, he's only got 154 yards. Like, that wasn't that good, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? He didn't have to throw the football that much when the rushing was absolutely insane. Just yeah, insane. Did you expect uh, Gainwell to have as many yards with that many carries? Or did you expect Sanders to be the, the leading rusher? I honestly thought it would be Boston Scott. I thought Boston Scott would have the game Kenneth Gainwell did because Boston Scott has been dubbed the giant killer. And he literally scores a touchdown and has like his best career games against the Giants. So he got a touchdown in this game. I believe he's scored a touchdown every game he has played against the Giants, which is an insane stat. But fair enough. Yeah. But um, all I yeah. said uh, oh. when the, the Eagles were playing the Giants was all I wanted to see was them running the ball. Right. Like I remember us saying that uh, when we were breaking down this game last week and as long as they ran the ball i was going to be happy they opened up the game with like four straight rushes and then a just beautiful like dime pass to Devonte smith for like 40 yards and yeah that's all i want to see if this eagles team shows up against san francisco i think they just blow the doors off them like i just i don't think anybody well, it's gonna can have to come to the passing game because we've talked about it san Francisco secondary is a little, little iffy. So yeah. uh, Hurst is going to actually have to throw the football a little bit more. Um, but going off of, uh, we're talking about our key players, you know, Dallas Garter, you lost your bet, by the way. He only had five receptions. Yeah. You said you would throw all, I mean, this is why you don't bet. This is why you're off athletic. This is true. But he did have 58 yards and a touchdown. He got their first touchdown. Awesome for him. You thought, I remember you hit me up, you were like, Called it player of the game. He's gonna <laughs> he got his it. first touchdown, and I was like, Oh man, I text Casino and I like even told my wife, I was like, Oh, he's gonna get one more of these, he's gonna get like 10 more receptions. I did not think the Eagles would blow out the Giants so quickly that they just the second half of the game, they basically just stopped passing the ball because right. they didn't need to. And the Giants, as we see by the rushing stats. The Giants, like, they didn't need to. The Giants could not stop a single run. And the best 
I think my favorite aspect, I've already said this on the podcast. I'll say it again. This is my favorite Eagles team I think I've ever like watched in terms of just how they They're a complete team. And that, my favorite thing they do, they get up like 14 points on you and then you score a touchdown and then it's like, oh, this game's it's coming back. And then every single fucking time that happens, all they do is take seven to nine minutes off the clock on the next drive and just slowly and methodically go down the the field and they'll do like a counter for four yards. They'll do a sweep for three yards. They'll do a tight end screen for six yards. Then they'll do like a 20 yard pass and then they'll do a QB sneak on third one. And it's just all these little chunk plays that they do where it just is like running off the clock, taking all the momentum away from what the other team thought they had. And then they'll go down and score. And then the other team will get it back. And you can just tell like whatever hope or, you know, like energy they had from scoring is just completely gone. And then they're now they're just like trying to warm up again. I've seen it so many games this season. And in this one, it was like, they just did it. Uh, I think they had like a nine, uh, like a nine minute drive that took, yeah, almost all, I believe the third quarter. And they just went from their 10 yard line down to score. And you could just see the Giants players just being like, what the fuck do we, like, what are we even supposed to do? And it's just so satisfying to watch as a fan. And I just imagine it's so fucking frustrating to watch, like as an opponent, like, you know, a fan of the opposing team, just seeing them slowly go down the field and just get two yards, five yards, six yards. And then it's just, oh, I heard this when I was a little kid and it, it stuck with me. You win football games five yards at a time. Yeah. I mean, two, two, five yard plays. And, and that's at first why down. I loved watching Tom Brady. He had to do that because they didn't have outside of Randy Moss. They didn't really have many big, deep threat, deep threats. So that's, I mean, they're throwing everything within those 10 yards and it's just one, like just slice and dice of a million different cuts. Um, yeah. Also the defense looked phenomenal. They sacked Daniel Jones five times, which is insane. So I picked Brandon Graham. He did have two tackles and a, and a sack. We already knew that Hassan Reddick was going to go in there and crush. He got a sack and a half um, with four tackles and one assist on another tackle. Like, he had a game, but we already knew that he was going to have a good game. So, and I'll tell you what, the stats do not do him justice. When you watch oh, Eagles no. games, he is every defensive play. He is within a second of fucking murdering whoever the other quarterback is. Always. He is right there. And then finally he'll like get home. But the amount of pressure he causes other quarterbacks like is fucking astounding. Like it is really impressive just how this guy I feel like is an under the radar player. And just every year, if you look at his stats has basically this season, every year. And then the Carolina Panthers were like, Oh yeah, we can't keep him. Like just get him out of here. And the Eagles were like immediately signed him and then signed him to a long-term contract. And he is just paid off. I mean, in buckets, but as you were talking about the Tom Brady aspect of the Patriots, the difference between that and the Eagles is the Eagles do this thing where they take a giant butcher knife and stab you two times in the stomach 
and you're like, you have these giant gaping holes, and then you're like, oh my god, they missed every major organ. I'm gonna be fine. And then the rest of the game, they just do uh, quick slashes. So then you, by the end of it, you just have a thousand cuts that are all bleeding, and then you die. That is what this, this Eagles is a lot team more is. Graphic than my <laughs> thousand cuts. But it's just like they do death by a thousand cuts after they fatally stabbed you twice. The second this Eagles team gets up by two scores, like the game's over because all they do is just uh no pun intended, like bleed the rest of the clock out. Well, I mean, like, time of possession, I'm looking at it right now. New York had uh just over 24 minutes and the Eagles had close to 36 minutes. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is that's almost the same difference with the the last game, the, the Jags and Chiefs game, but the Eagles were able to score. So that that Jags and Chiefs game was very close to being lost. Yeah. For for the Chiefs. Well, that's and that was I, a one I, score game. Like, that's why I mean I'm picking it now, so you have to pick the other team because we have to be different here. <laughs> I'm picking it now. Bengals. Bengals. They're my pick. Dibs. Oh, well, you never respect Dibs. No, you do. But no, I do. Other, Tommy other does. Other people don't. Tommy <laughs> yeah. But this is, I actually will pick the Chiefs. And I will pick the Chiefs because I would much rather face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl than face this Bengals team. I want to see can Joe actually... Burrow in the Super Bowl again. I mean, I don't, well, I, I mean, only want to see them here, if it's here's the thing. 49. I would love it to be your team versus I, I'm actually okay with any of these teams winning the Super Bowl. I really am. I'll be honest. Your team, yeah, I would enjoy because you make you happy, you know, and I've been saying that they've looked like one of the most complete teams all season. So, you know, that would just cap that off, which would be I awesome. also feel like see, I love Joey B and we'll get into that and why I just love him so goddamn much. And he's even more awesome now. <laughs> um Sam Fran because Purdy, that would be a great story for that kid. I think that would is, be awesome. It are these final four quarterbacks, are they four of the most likable quarterbacks in the NFL? Like honestly. Close to, I would say, yeah. yeah I mean, who it. could who could hurt who could hate Hurts, Burrow, Mahomes, or Purdy? Like they're all fun to watch. They all seem like good dudes. They're not like douchebags. I mean, you, have, like, you, have the, you have the two MVPs that are also wholesome guys. They haven't shown anything to be dicks at all. Then you have the yeah. underdog story with Purdy, and then you just have the coolest cat out there, fucking Joey B. Just, <laughs> uh, before, uh, before we go on to the Bengals-Bills game, with when it comes to the Giants or Eagles – Last, let's switch to the Giants. And my only question there is, has Daniel Jones shown you enough this season where if you were the Giants GM, you would re-sign him to a long-term contract? Um, I would, but I wouldn't be giving him a shit ton of money. They do need a little more offensive weapons. He had a much better season this year than he's previously had. So I'm not against signing him again. He's definitely showed promise and, and growth this season. Um, I mean, nobody expected them to make the playoffs. And then they even they made it to the divisional round for crying out loud. Like nobody's like, that, them that's to, a su- that's a success. We picked them to be one of the worst teams in the league. Oh, one hundred percent. Because all they had was, you know, in my opinion, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Like, yeah, that was it. And you have to be good. You you actually have to be 
decent. And who was my pick for the X factor for the Giants? I picked Daniel Jones. Yeah. Right. And that, that, that is who I picked, right? Right. Uh, no, I picked Saquon Barkley. Yeah. No, you picked Saquon. Uh, yeah, but here's but... the thing Saquon Barkley didn't do um, jack shit. Collected between rushing and receiving, he didn't even make 100 yards. He didn't do shit. Uh, yeah. Daniel Jones needed to protect the football. We talked about, I know we talked about that. That's why I was thinking if he was my pick, I couldn't remember. But he threw an interception, only 135 yards. He needed to protect the football a little better. He needed to be better at quarterback, and he and he just wasn't. He just wasn't. So well, I also uh, think if you look at this giant season, like none of the problems they have are quarterback related, right? Oh, like none. The, so I would re-sign him. I would too. I mean, if you, I don't think, again, like you're saying, I don't think you give them a Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars, but I think you I mean, definitely there's be make quarterbacks him out there that are going to be available to, you know, to pick up in this offseason. Certain teams need certain quarterbacks, uh, my team included. Um, but I think Daniel Jones shows enough to keep him in there, man. Yeah. For what he did with, with having nobody. I mean, like his receiving core. So you have, Richie James, Matt, uh, Matt Brita or Brida, Brita, right? Brita. Brita. Uh, yeah. Marcus Jones, um, Daniel Bellinger. Like he has Darius Slayton, but he's not really doing anything this year. Like, well, they paid Kenny Galladay all that money and he has done nothing, nothing this entire nothing. season. So if you so, get, you shore up this Giants offensive line, you get him like, another tight end, maybe a wide receiver or two in the draft, like maybe a wide receiver in the draft and then bring in like a veteran, like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins apparently is no, going to be out him. of. Shush, just uh, enough. I want him to come to the Patriots. <laughs> shush, shush, shush. But there will Don't put be. put that into the ether. He's coming to the Patriots. <laughs> there will be, um, what is it? There will be options like available. There always is, especially at that position. Speaking of. Uh, wide receivers the eagles uh aj brown was apparently upset at the end of the game and everybody was like oh shit he's mad another to situation coming in blah 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 and then it turns out he was mad for two reasons one he has apparently like a nagging injury that he keeps like keeps getting like uh aggravated when he plays not enough where he can't play but enough to like bother him and second off he told the coach that he was upset he didn't contribute enough to the team winning. Like, most likable Eagles team I've ever fucking seen in my life. And then they had the Jalen Hurts uh, where he uh, they filmed him at a team meeting, and he went up there and he was like, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, I don't need to give you guys a rah-rah speech. We all know what we have to do. Uh, uh, people say they're hungry for this kind of stuff, but... I'm not hungry. I'm starving for this shit because I want it so bad. And then he just walked away from the fucking podium. Like most likable team I've ever seen in my life. Like they're, oh, they're focused. They're focused. I mean, oh, I love them. Obviously you, you relate to the Eagles more and I relate to the Patriots more, um, you know, throughout our, our viewing history. But some of those teams that the Patriot, the Super Bowl teams, the Patriots had, those were after, you know, whether you you know you believe in all those scandals and yada yada whatever but regardless like it fueled them and like through the entire season they're like well no we don't care we want to we want to win this we want to shut people up like 
They were only thinking about one thing, which was winning a Super Bowl. They didn't care yeah. about shit else. And yeah, that's what and you I want. Like that. in, that's what you want in a team is where they don't they they block out all the noise and they're just like fuck it. Yes, let's go. We're gonna win this. Um, yeah. So I mean, wonderful. So let's. We talked enough on this. We're actually going really long on these, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. We can even just do the whole show with this. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm having a good time with talking about this football. Well, uh, now we move from Saturday to Sunday casino to talk about the Sunday games, which I feel like collectively were two better games than the games we saw Saturday uh, because they were teams that felt more evenly matched, I guess. And I feel like that's why the NFL did it. We talked about what we would do last episode to like switch the games around. Uh, the 20 or the Cincinnati Bengals go into a snowy Buffalo. Great to see an actual snow oh game. It was a great snow game. And it snowed the whole time. It looked fucking great. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals win 27 to 10 in Buffalo against the Buffalo Bills. Before we dive into the game casino, this is your time to shine. Give me your conspiracy theory. I fucking love it. Hit us. Hit. I mean, hit the, give the, the viewers this gold. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not trying to like deep dive into this, whatever, but <laughs> what everybody's putting on the internet and the conspiracy theorists, someone that's out there, they actually have legitimate concerns. So, Damar Hamlin goes into the stadium, apparently. Jamar Hamlin goes in and he, he's, he's present, which he gets carted in and you see the cart pulling up from the video. Uh, he's got a hood on glasses and a, and a face mask. Fine. It's cold outside, right? It's cold outside. I, I give him that. I mean, it was cold. It was cold as shit. So getting over there, but then I was like, okay, so it must be cold in the tunnel. Fine. But he's still wearing the hood up sunglasses on and a mask in the press conference. So people are like, this has got to be a body double here. And people are bringing up like, oh, he, he had broken ribs and all this stuff to his chest. And he's up there doing this, you know, that's going to hurt like a bitch. Also, <laughs> the, the thing that I don't see other people talking about where I want to bring up is you watch his family walk down the tunnel, like his little brother, his mom were walking down the tunnel, dad, they were going through the thing. They're in t-shirts. <laughs> they're not like they don't have face coverings or anything so it's okay it's it's somewhat maybe not too cold in the tunnel whatever but then up in the booth you have his little brother sitting right over there and he just looks warm and comfortable as hell and mar hamlin is over there doing this what's like <laughs> I, I can see where all these conspiracy theorists are going out there and they're like oh it's not a real dude it's double Okay, you know, that's I can see that being something that you know can hold water, but all you have to do, literally, all you have to do is just make a three second video. You don't have to do a whole interview with nobody. You have a Twitter, you have all these social media things. You can literally just take a five second video and just go, Hey, Damar Hamlin here. I'm doing better. Thank you for all the love. Boom, show your go face. Buffalo. Go Buffalo, show your face. Uh, we still have not seen any picture of Dem DeMar Hamlin at all. I mean, Jeremy Renner, uh, Marvel superstar of Hawkeye, he got ran over 
ran over by a giant snow tractor the snowplow and he was still took a picture of himself beat up looking awful and just like on his looks like he's on his damn deathbed because essentially he was pretty much there yeah that was a scary see one picture of damar hamlin like one picture well that's where i find it funny that's that's where i find it just just to be weird i'm not saying that wasn't him i'm just saying i mean i'll say it i don't think that was him there's no fucking way i completely agree with your conspiracy okay then then i see here's the thing i'm not saying that it i'm adjoining that conspiracy theory um i just think it's weird and all those people who are saying that i back them so i mean i guess you are saying that but i i guess i'm no saying that I, I i believe in the conspiracy theory but i just i understand what they're saying i can see why their argument holds water yeah like it so, was so you say that it wasn't you don't think that it was him no and okay so let me ask let me ask you this all right so here's the hot question do you think that he actually died and this is a, a double or something like that no no um, see that's too far that's too far the conspiracy theory i've seen I people think... saying oh the reason his face is covered is because this is a look-alike guy that they're having um plastic surgery done and he's not done with this plastic surgery to look like damar hamlin and like mm-hmm. see that's no. when it just goes those off are, the rails for me yeah those are dumb shit also the same dumb people who are just like this happened because of the vaccine as if we didn't see the exact hit it happened on. And then there's been a ton of people who've come out and been like, uh, yeah, is, this happens when you get hit really hard at a specific point, like blah, that's blah, blah. That's one of the like, dumbest things because yeah. it was a fucking vaccine. That's fucking dumb. Again, all like, I'm pretty sure a large majority of the NFL players have got the vaccine and it only affected this guy that one way that like helps the vaccine. Why is saying this happened because of the vaccine bad when almost all NFL players are playing after they thing, got the vaccine, vaccine? Like, I mean, whether you like believe it in or not, or whatever, you know, whatever your take is on the vaccine is that that vaccine is not going to do anything negative. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but that's not what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to stop your heart. Yeah. So again, that's the dumb shit conspiracy theory. Same with like you're saying, and I'm agreeing like the, oh, we actually died and blah, blah, blah. I do think, however, first off, we missed our over or under because we forgot that it snows in Buffalo. They would have shown him in the press box 9 million more times if every time they cut to the press box, it didn't look like you were like, trying to look through like a foggy window because it was snowing so bad so you couldn't even see he was up there i honestly think that's why he quote unquote attended the game because you couldn't even fucking tell like people just were like shining you know the camera you can barely make him out like you're saying and he's standing there still in the press box as if it's like outside uh still in the press box fully covered with like sunglasses, a scarf and like a, a hoodie or whatever sunglasses and just doing like this. And it's just like, that could be fucking anybody. Like, right. And, and again, and I love how everybody's like, um, the, the media is like, Oh, well he confirmed that was him because he said on his Twitter clone ninja or something like that. Just like as a joke, 
he's not running his own fucking Twitter. Most of these people <laughs> yeah. don't. So yeah. how is that proof? That's not fucking proof. That's not fucking proof. Dude, I want to every... see his fucking face doing a five second video to say, hey, it's me, Damar Hamlin. I'm still pretty fucked up because I had my heart stop, but go Bills. And also, I'm doing okay. I'm I've doing looked... okay. I'm not great, but I'm okay. I've looked at. Why can't uh, we see his face? I've looked at 50 videos just typing in his name, and they all show the same shots of him in the stadium. There wasn't one. A person who got to talk to him. There wasn't one player he went up to and said, Hey, there was no other videos of. And I'm look, I have the one on my phone where you're right, like the little kid who is his brother, or I don't know, whatever, the little kid in his group, his apparently, I, I believe it's I his it mom his in the group. They're wearing like light jackets with his jersey, nothing on their face or head. And he comes in. Like he's in the middle of like a blizzard and just completely covered yeah, head to that toe. Wasn't, that wasn't. That's not Demar Hamlin. Doesn't do an interview. Walks straight past all the cameras and just right into like the locker room or whatever. Doesn't do a video to hype up the crowd or anything. It's fucking weird. You're doing all this shit before the game and in the weeks prior, being like Demar Hamlin sends love. We send love to Demar Hamlin. All this kind of stuff rightfully so because it was a horrific thing that happened but when you get to the game he comes to the game there's no warm-up uh uh thing for the crowd there's nothing of him going on the field and getting cheered you know because the fans you know they can't there's fans out there that care as much if not more than players when it comes to this kind of shit this kind of shit being like the game of football in their team or whatever you've met I'm sure you've met him. I've met him just like the diehard, diehard fans who like live and die by how good their team and players on that team are doing. Like, I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's weird. I, 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 I don't think it was. You. I don't I think it was him. I mean, the whole he died and, you know, they're doing plastic surgery and all that shit. I, that's crazy because now then they have to keep up this life for the rest of all, all time. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. I, and DeMar Hamlin that's... would have to hide forever but, but i could totally the, the see the bills the bills organization being like we need a little like like rally and cry like pep up like for the team and fans like in buffalo like let's just do this to you know uh curry favor or whatever and again it would be an easy thing to hide because damar hamlin all he would have to do is stay home during the game they go to the game he stays like that the entire time. You say, oh, it's because of injuries or whatever. He leaves the stadium, and then everybody thinks it was him, and there's no reason to not think it was him because there's no evidence that it wasn't, and then you just never mention it again, right? Bill's season is over anyways. Uh, but we've talked about this long enough. Now let's talk about the actual game, Casino. <laughs> uh, are, the, are the Bill's scarier to you uh in the super or are the bills sorry are the Bengals scarier to you right now than the chiefs yeah 100 billion percent i think i think the i truly think the Bengals are gonna smoke the chiefs really i do i think i think 10 points easy oh damn okay not easy I'm... but I, I i will call 10 points that's well, my the... over under the they have lines Chiefs laying right now. 
the lines have come out, and I believe the Chiefs are a one and a half point favorite at home, and yeah. then the Eagles are a two and a half favorite at home. So both the home teams usually get three points, but both of them are getting less than that because they're facing two teams that everybody's on the Niners to beat the Eagles. Everybody's on the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. So I think that's why those lines are so low like that to try to goat people into, you know, betting those sides. Uh, I think my the Super Bowl matchup, I really think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Bengals-Eagles. I really do. I think the 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 Bengals, for whatever fucking reason, and Joey B's a big part of it, but that defense is no joke. And that, they that just have stout. this Chiefs number. They they have this Chiefs number, uh, and Patrick Mahomes, even if he's not, you know, 100%, which he's definitely not going to be, he's still a great quarterback. But when he's been at 100% against this Bengals team, he's still lost. So now when he's coming into the game, what, 70, 80%? Like, I don't think it's going to be good enough. And he's going to be, I don't care what anybody says, he's going to be playing different out there to avoid hits or if there's anybody getting around his legs. You can, like, you always see that shit, right? When Brady came back from that one uh, season where he got injured, like the first couple games, I remember everybody being like, you can tell. Same with Carson Palmer that one time where he got taken out of the knees in like that Steelers playoff game. Everybody said after that his mm -hmm. footwork and you could tell he was just jittery and trying to get the ball out of his hand faster. I don't think you can do that against this Bengals defense, which is like really underappreciated. And then apparently the Bengals O-line where they lost three of those guys didn't even fucking matter because the O-line looked fantastic and like better than they had all season yeah, against that was, that's a big talking point uh, that i wanted to get into is that that o-line that you know we we talk about joe burrow's o-line there not being a hundred percent great and you know he's always getting rushed and beat up and how we feel bad for joe burrow because he's a great quarterback and he just keeps getting just absolutely destroyed by uh, the opposing defensive lines but that o-line held up really well um, especially against a Buffalo, you know, a Buffalo defense. Um, Joe Burrow was able to protect the football, um, which he did. And then also you had, obviously, Buffalo did not protect the football. I, just really bad. Um, I thought the Bills just looked bad. I, I mean, right really from the bad. beginning, they just looked outclassed on both sides yeah. of the ball. Josh like, Allen did not play well. He needs to figure something else out. Has has Josh Allen regressed? I th I think this year he definitely did. I, I mean, he was great in the beginning of the season, but towards the end of the season, man, he just did not look right. And he, are just, we, he hasn't. Are we undervaluating how big of a factor Brian Dayball was in Josh Allen's success? Because Josh Allen... Uh, led the league in interceptions. Dayball comes in. All of a sudden, he becomes a really competent passer who doesn't turn the ball over. Dayball leaves, goes right back to throwing way too many, many interceptions. Well, goes to thing. New so York. This also, this also may be uh, like a Tom Brady thing as well, where um, that the, they don't have a running game. So you know Josh Allen's going to have to throw it. Like he threw 42 times. 
you know he's going to throw the football. They're rushing. They're rushing attempts. I'm looking right here. Blah 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 blah. Sixty three yards total. That was that is absolutely garbage. You need to to have a better. You have to be an all around team. That's why you saw the Eagles smoke uh, smoke the Giants. They're an all around team. Um, just you have to have better stats than that, and they just didn't. Um, Bengals. They smoked the Bills. I mean, Mixon had over 105 yards just himself, um, which is phenomenal. Um, I will say, though, I, uh, oh, sorry, um, car going by. Um, but, 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 um, how, but one thing that I don't like about the Bengals is, did you see Eli Apple do his bullshit shit on the sideline? Yeah. Eli Apple's one of those people that annoys the hell out of me. Ugh. And so for it, the viewers, if, if you didn't see it, he basically, he, he acted like he bent somebody over a bench and he's sitting there just doing like the smack ass thing and like <laughs> fucking hip thrusting into him. And <laughs> like, and then the worst one was though is um, when they all go to the end zone to do the snow angels, which, you know, that's harmless. You know, they're just, doing snow angels i've seen it plenty of time during snow games but then he sits up and then he acts like he's shooting the crowd fuck bro i mean not the yeah not the best look not the best not the best look to pop up and look like you're shooting the crowd with a fucking ak-47 or something like that some sort of assault rifle you know at a fan base that the previous game you guys played one of their players almost died or did die we don't know yet I don't see We're not sure. <laughs> so the story is still out on that one. But, um, I mean, receiving man, he spread the ball around like crazy. All of his top players, um, Chase, Hurts, uh, Higgins, like they all had good receptions. Um, th- no, nobody broke over hundred. On the, the highest was what's up? What's up? What's up, wife? okay bye i'll call her back i still i I still like tom and jeff uh (laughs) podcast i mean she's cool and all but whatever whatever (laughs) sorry sorry why uh but no i think the yeah the thing coming out of this game is also uh josh allen not only is he careless with the ball but he is also, I feel like, kind of losing the team a little. You saw after the game, Stefan Diggs on camera on the sideline oh, was just yeah. chewing his ass out for missing him. Like he looked wide open in the end zone, and then he but, just held so is off. Is that more so of a Josh long. Allen issue or a Diggs issue? Because they've had beef all season. Um, yeah, they, they really have, and Diggs hasn't been getting a lot of the looks and. You know, that frustrated me. I had them, I had digs on my fantasy, and there's some games like I mean, in the semifinal, they didn't play because that was that game, but um, not the, the game before that. So, my quarterfinal matchup, like I wanted to see more out of it. And I just, I've noticed just by watching my fantasy that they have a disconnect. There, there's something going on yeah. between those two. So, I, I don't know how much I buy, you know, if, with digs going after Allen, if that means he's losing the whole fucking team. I think that just may be a Diggs Allen issue, but it's still an issue with your number one receiver. Yeah. Well, there's also, 
There was also reports of Diggs. Apparently, he just went to the locker room, grabbed his shit, and, like, left. And then teammates had to, like, go get him to come back. And then he left again. And then he did a tweet, like, I believe the next day where he was just saying, like, I don't know why people want me to be okay with losing. I well, like so, those kind of players. Well, that's that, that's fine. But he also was targeted 10 times and only caught the ball four. Yeah. How about you be better as well? I mean, I don't yeah. know if those were all like out of his out of his way, but you can also be better. Uh, also, my guy, Matt Milano, seven tackles, three assists, one sack. And then he apparently uh, dislodged that touchdown in the back of the end zone that I don't know how the fuck it wasn't a touchdown. Like, I agree. That was that's one of those plays where it's like, I don't I watch football every week. I watch every game on the red zone, always watch the Eagles games, always watch Monday, Thursday, Sunday, Saturday football games. I still don't know what the fuck a catch or pass interference is. Like, can we just make some distinct, like very specific rules of what is a catch and what is pass interference? Because that, how is that not a fucking catch? Like, I don't know. Well, we kind of talked about this before. I feel like it kind of goes with the basketball thing. Anything can be – those rules are so vague that with, like, NBA, everything is a foul. Yeah. Everything's a carry. Like, what happened to the carrying rule, like, in NBA, you know? Like, I have no idea. That doesn't exist. Well, yeah. we can also say that about, like, holding and shit. Like, holding, it'll be like a guy will be doing the same thing 10 plays in a row, and then all of a sudden they'll call holding when it's, like, a 50-yard completed pass, and you're just like – so it was fine on the nine plays that did nothing, but the 50-yard pass, all of a sudden it's holding. Like, I just want them to be more specific on the rules and then be like, okay, going into this season, this is what holding is. This is what pass interference is. This is what roughing the quarterback is. This is what, you know, a catch is. And just, like, give very clear, specific ramifications and definitely don't do the fucking thing where it's just like oh well it's up to interpretation like no it isn't it's pretty fucking uh white and black of what is and isn't a catch why are we trying to like buddy it up Ugh. but (laughs) uh anything else for either of these teams before we move on to the last one yes because i want to say why joey b is just the coolest cat ever is Afterwards, oh, the refunds line, <laughs> dude. The refunds line was just the fucking best. Like, hey, you know, how do you feel? And he goes, something like, uh, paraphrasing again, just like, oh, better they better start giving out refunds because if the Bills would have won, it would have been at a neutral site, um, with the Chiefs. And I, I fucking love that because the Bengals got shafted really on this oh, deal. Yeah. Um, and also, and I think, I think it's a this... fire. I think there's a little fire under their ass, but I think they're excited to go into uh, KC and fucking whoop some ass because I think they're pissed. I think they're real pissed. But Joey B is just, I want to be his friend. I just, <laughs> I really do. I want to go and smoke cigar. I think I told you, like, I want it to be an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl because obviously, if the Eagles win, I'd be happy for you. Um, but if the Bengals win, by the way, you better host a party if the Eagles do make it. I'll come to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll think about it. I mean, even if it's just me, I don't care. You can make a party for one. Well, uh, might be going to the Super Bowl. 
if the Eagles make it. It's in Arizona. So uh, if my wife just heard that, we'll talk about it. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and then so in the flip side, if Bengals win, I'm gonna do everything in my power to go smoke a cigar with Joey B. <laughs> to celebrate his Super Bowl. I mean, on this podcast, let's make it happen. Person, I, I think that'd be awesome. the greatest person to smoke a cigar with. Just yeah, fucking can't wait. I just can't fucking wait. This is why I want. Uh, he looks I'm... cool smoking a cigar, not like his fucking counterpart, uh, dipshit um, Eli <laughs> Apple. Eli Apple smoking that cigar looked like a fucking twat. So. Uh, but I, uh, this is why I want an Eagles, an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl because I can root against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid because they've already won one, right? I can't root against Joey B and the, the Bengals because they haven't won one. They were so close last year. And like you said, like, He's so fucking likable. I really like so, this uh, uh, man, I Bengals honest, team. I love you to death. I love you to death. I really do. But if it is the Bengals, Eagles, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it if the Eagles won because you would be happy. But I, I would probably be cheering for the Bengals. Just, yeah. just so you know. Just so this is out there. Just so this is out well, there. Well, first, you know. I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna be uh, Cowboys fans and just pencil us into the next game without winning the one that's in front I know, of us. I said, I said, if it's an Ingles Bengals Super Bowl. Oh, I know. I just, but want, I'm you, saying... I just want you to know that I still love you, but I would be rooting for the Bengals and Joey B to win the Super Bowl. But yeah. if you guys won, I'm happy for you. Just throwing that out and, there. And that's fine. So you know. You can root for the Bengals. The only thing I request is that you wear the Tom Brady Super Bowl jersey that you've never put on since the Eagles game when the eagles and Bengals play <laughs> i just want then you can root for the Bengals all you want and i will have no qualms about it <laughs> oh man <laughs> i thought of that yesterday in the shower and i was like i'm definitely saying that i don't know <laughs> but Speaking of Cowboys, Do you fans, know how bad them? that would hurt. But you literally couldn't say shit to me. Like I could be in your face, going like after the Bengals score if this had happened, and just be like, "Fuck, yeah, Joey B, he's the fucking best." Fuck Jalen Hurts. You can't say shit if I wear that jersey. Yeah. Okay. That's good. The deal. Is that okay? I still have Agreed. to. I still have to think about that because I mean it's hanging up in my closet, and I look at it every now and then, and I just instantly want to burn it. <laughs> so yeah that's the deal on this podcast uh but... all right we got we got about eight minutes i gotta we gotta wrap this oh up, shit so. all right so let's talk about the last game uh a game i don't know if this was a good game it was definitely interesting i don't know if i would say good but uh the Dallas Cowboys go into San Francisco and lose 19 to 12. Then the Cowboys Twitter comes out, basically blasts their entire team, including Dak Prescott for his oh, two interception burnt, game. Jersey burning is great. I love it. Jersey burning. Uh, there was a famous, our, our podcast favorite TV personality, Skip Bayless, after oh. the Eagles game. By Just the way, text. I did. By the way, I did. Did oh, what? I did. Oh, what I sent you oh. about that tweet. <laughs> uh, but Skip Bayless um, 
after the Eagles game said, don't get like too cocky Eagles fans because Dallas is coming into your house, you know, next week and we're going to beat you, blah, 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 all this kind of shit. The night before the Cowboys play the 49ers, it was this weird thing where it was like, now that the Eagles had won, all the Cowboy fans were like, can't wait to see you next week and like go into your town and like beat you. And then it was just like, you guys know you have to beat what many people are calling the best team left in the playoffs, which was the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll tell you what, I was kind of as a Dallas, as a known Dallas Cowboys hater, I still picked them to win this game. And up until about the fourth quarter, I really thought they were going to pull it off. I thought they played a damn good game, especially defensively to kind of shut down like this explosive 49ers offense. They did do good. Um, However, what were the things that I said to you about? I've been saying it all fucking week. You have to protect the football in the playoffs. And you said that you thought Brock Purdy was going to get completely destroyed. I mean, yeah, he got pressured like a motherfucker. They, I and mean, he looked Mika nervous Parsons. too. Yeah, he looked nervous. Uh, Micah Parsons, Micah Part, Mika or Micah? I, I've always said. Mika. I think it's Mika. Mika. No, I've heard them say Micah. Whatever. But anyway, M. Parkins, I texted you. I was driving back to my parents to pick something up, and so I was listening to the game on the radio, and they're saying his name so many goddamn times that I said, I told you, I was like, if they do it like fifteen more times. I need you to tell everybody on the podcast what happened to me because I was just going to drive off the damn freeway because he wasn't even involved in the plays. And they're like, One? oh, well, he did this, which scared yeah. this player. And then so that that created this opportunity for this guy. So fuck off Parsons, 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 Parsons. I'm fucking so happy Dallas is out of the goddamn running for the Super Bowl. I uh, hate Cowboys fans. And it's I hate Cowboys so much because I hate how everybody sucks their goddamn dick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done shit. That was their first road win in thirty road play win in thirty fucking years. Last last week, I fuck man. Just I'm <laughs> fucking tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about the Cowboys and how good they are. They haven't done shit. They won one playoff game. Yeah, like, fuck off. Haven't been to the conference finals. Uh... Or no, I'm sorry. The yeah, the conference championships they have not been to in what will be going on 28 years. So I sent yeah. you that great uh, meme from NFL memes where it said Jalen Hurts was born, went to Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma, got drafted by the Eagles, and won a playoff game. All in the span of the last time the Cowboys have made it to the conference championship. I think they are the longest drought in the league uh, except for, you know, like the bottom feeders in the league, like the Browns and Lions, and they also yeah, might've made it already. I don't know, but dude, I'm, I'm just so happy. But anyway, Brock Purdy, he still protected the football, had over 200 yards. This is the third game now in a row where he has been, I, I think it's third or is it just the second? Maybe they're just talking about a playoff game regardless um, where he won. No turnovers, over 200 yards. I think that's three games in a row, if I if I recall right, because they were talking about it before the before the, the game started. Uh, um, well, he's had he had three touchdown passes against the Seahawks the week before. He'd had 300 
or he had three touchdowns, but only 170 yards against the Cardinals. Okay. Um, so the Seahawks, though. So, and then his two playoff games. So, yeah. yes. So, yeah. He, well, he's no, remember on, the Seahawks were a playoff game. Were a playoff. Okay. So it was the last two games. But still, that is so impressive. And what happened? The Cowboys lost. Dak threw two interceptions, and they were bad interceptions. They were bad. Yeah. I mean, that first one he threw was right into the four, the 49ers guy was staring him down the entire time. Prescott never took his eyes off him, threw it almost directly to him. Like, uh, I mean, I am terrified about Dallas. The the only shining spot for Dallas, the entire game was CD lamb. Wonderful game by him. 10 receptions, 117 yards. Well, fucking done. I mean, he's, we talked about it. He's their offense. He is their offense. You know what? I will I will say this though the defense did play well. Um, they did have the the two sacks, but they what they did was the Niners on both of those turnovers only allowed or the Cowboys only allowed six points total, three or two field goals off those turnovers, huge. So they played really outside of that one touchdown. The Dallas defense did play really well on goal line and in the red zone, not letting them get into the touchdown outside of the one touchdown. But they gave their team a chance to win this football game. Yeah. They gave his team a chance. So I'll tell you what, now to switch to the 49ers defense, like Fred, uh, Fred Warner is maybe the fastest, one of the fastest, most, most athletic linebackers I've ever seen in my life. He was running stride for stride with CD lamb, like on streets down the field and just, standing shoulder to yeah. shoulder with it him was, at full speed like dear that Lord, was this... that was impressive he had he had the most tackles for the team he had seven tackles and two assists and he had the one interception he had a phenomenal game and I he mean, was like their best coverage corner like the fuck and, and that's like, great he's a fucking linebacker i know and he was yeah he was like, batting down was, balls that, he was like that was amazing he was absolutely in fucking insane he was insane and insane th- in that game as a that, fucking linebacker that one George Kittle catch where he almost had it three times then finally pulled it in uh how Trayvon Diggs does not break that ball up or like lodge it loose or hit Kittle at all like giant whiff by him but fucking George Kittle is crazy impressive, especially to stay with the ball, that kind of concentration. And then to have the mindset of this guy's coming out of the corner of my eye. So I better brace for the hit. Like, and then to avoid the hit altogether, like super impressive. I am terrified of this fucking Niners team as an Eagles fan. I still think the Eagles have enough to win. And I think the pressure, uh, we saw in this game what pressure can do to, you know, Purdy it where diamonds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Purdy has also never gone into a place like Philadelphia in an NFC championship game. I mean, ask Case Keenum how that went when you're, you know, new to playoff football and you're going into Philadelphia. Like, I don't know how he'll hold up to the pressure, but He's been one of the most impressive quarterbacks since he started. So I don't want to, I'm not going to say he won't be able to handle it because he's handled a lot more shit than people thought he would. I mean, he was, I don't know if you've heard this or not casino, but he was the last pick in the draft. Nobody ever mentions this. 
right? Like they don't say it every fucking third time you say his name. But that's, uh, that, at this I mean, point, what you're saying right there is just irrelevant. <laughs> oh, uh, apparently last thing on this game before we get out of here, Hertz and Purdy played one time in college where Purdy was at Iowa State. Uh, Jalen Hurts had already transferred to Oklahoma. The score was 42-41, Oklahoma won. Purdy had five touchdowns, uh, 300 yards. Jalen Hurts had 300 yards, three touchdowns. So well, here's the thing. Those, I mean, in college, it's not just a quarterback game. No. And, uh, well, also, they're going to be playing both on much, much better teams than those Oklahoma and especially Iowa State it's games. Gonna be, it's going to be a fun game. It'll be an absolutely fun game. I think it'll be higher scoring than, obviously, this game, which only ended 19-12. to 12, But I also do think it's really going to be, or it's going to have to be a defensive showcase for both these teams because both these teams just have, crazy crazy fast athletic and just hard-hitting fucking defenses i am again i'm terrified of this game but i'm also relieved that it's the morning game so i know who i should be rooting for in the game after if my eagles lose i'm a Bengals fan if my eagles win i am all on the chiefs train just because i don't want to play joey b and the Bengals. but again not going to think about it until they beat the 49ers. Until an which, hour from now when you text me and you're like, I fucking can't stand this. Oh, I can't. I'm I'm already shitty bricks, and it's Tuesday, and the game's not till Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm terrified. Uh, anything else before we get out of here, Casino? Nope, I'm ready to get going. I got to get going. All right. We'll see you guys uh, maybe Thursday or Friday. Definitely one of those two days where we'll talk about the rest of the sports, breakdown. Uh, the two conference championship games. Maybe do that X-Factor bit again. I thought that worked fantastic. And we nailed a couple of those picks pretty damn good. Uh, But I've been Will. That's been Casino. Go check out my Kickstarter, Imagination Number 1. And yeah, we'll see you next uh, episode. Adios, Casino.